Hello and welcome to the Bad Asian Podcast. I am David Wynn. And I'm Imran G. And Imran, who's your guest today? Yeah, who are who are you? <laughs> Introduce yourself, Mr. Topper. Who is Topper. the stranger? <laughs> Mr. Topper. And I'm Vinny Topper. All right, give us your, your bio. Explain yourself in one sentence. Oh, my All God. of your life achievements. All of this complexity that builds yes. me. Huh? Yeah, uh, boil it down in one well, sentence. Well, I'm a creative director. I've been around for about 50 years now. Okay. Creative director of what? Uh, create, I work at an advertising agency. Oh, oh that's shit. What, that's what I always wanted to do, and I do that. What kind of create uh, advertising agency? So it's actually an ad, it's a digital marketing company slash advertising agency that's focused on health and wellness products. Oh. So like Apple Watches? So, well, yes. Wait, so wait, wait. Apple Watches <laughs> would be one of the things we would do. Do podcasts fall underneath? Yes. <laughs> Good call. Wellness? Yes. This podcast is about health. Stop eating garbage like Taco Bell. <laughs> so how do we promote our show better? <laughs> Well, I have several ideas to talk about. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just like the main things we're doing wrong. How about that? We're doing everything wrong. <laughs> oh, well. So how do you know Imran? So I know Imran through Katie. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's how I met Imran. Hey, who's Katie? I have no idea who <laughs> Katie is. None. Who's this whatsoever. Katie person? That it's a mythical <laughs> creature that nobody knows exists. <laughs> Katie. How do you guys both know Katie? What's this Katie person <laughs> that Emron's <laughs> never talked about ever? And Katie used to work with Kale, right? And Kale is my husband. Oh, oh nice. When did you guys get married? In 2013. Oh. In 2013. Okay. In America? Yes, we did. Oh. Actually, the morning of the Boston bombing. Oh. That is a weird anniversary. It was. It certainly is. And... Uh, we didn't intend for it to be that way, but I would hope not. That way. <laughs> <laughs> I would so. hope not. You were like, we planned it perfectly. <coughs> like, you know, you always want something to remember your anniversary, right, 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 like right. Some, something special. Nothing could have been more special than that. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you guys over this tragedy yet? Because something happened today. Because we're throwing a party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, what was that wedding like? Did you guys just go to City Hall, a big spectacle? Yeah, so we, um, so I, uh, you know, we met in London and we were supposed to, um, we decided that, you know, this is good. This feels good. So let's get married. And uh, our that's, lawyer. That's all it took? Yeah, that's <laughs> all. You know, it it doesn't take much. Okay. And, and then um, uh, I, uh, the person that we w we were talking to, because, you know, we were both expats over there and we decided to, you know, we wanted to find out, like, how does that affect our visas and all this kind of stuff because we were in London. Okay. And uh, the, the lawyer said, look, you know, the best would be for us to travel back to the U.S. because I'm, I'm American and for us to get married here because then I would be getting married on home turf where okay. then the certificate of marriage that we have would actually be, it would show the U.S., would it be valid in London? Yes. So, okay. so there, you know. It's, Wait, did it's they have gay marriage before? Well, they had actually partnerships. They okay. didn't have marriage, and they introduced marriage in 2013, the year we were going to get married. Oh. So they decided. Uh, so we we actually decided that you know since our visas were such, we didn't want to mess with all that. Okay. So 
we decided to get married in Boston because I used to live in Boston and I have a lot oh of friends shit. there. Oh, shit. So you were in Boston. So we came down to Boston and to get married. Uh, and uh, Massachusetts was one of the first states to recognize gay marriage and institutionalize gay marriage. And so we uh, decided to go there. Why not? Because I have lots of friends and okay. I could invite them in. So we had invitations to a whole bunch of friends all over the U.S. That's they awesome. all, uh, you know, well, they were on their way to Boston and then the bombing happened. So everyone was stranded everywhere. So, That's so nice. when that happened, did it happen before or after you exchanged your vows? Uh, so we actually it, it uh, like right at the exact same time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but their vows is what set it off. <laughs> no, actually, so it was voice activated. It was voice activated. I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. I'm not gonna. I shouldn't have said that. <clears throat> when we say our marriage was the bomb, that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little do you know, your friends that you didn't invite to your wedding call your wedding the Boston massacre. It's, it's the perfect cover. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, so it, it worked. It's worked slightly differently. We we actually did not get married on the day of the Boston bombing. So the way it works in Massachusetts is that you apply to get married, and then you have about a five day waiting period. Okay. And then on the fifth day, you have to go to city hall, get the clearance, and then you can go upstairs to the justice of the peace and get married. So we uh, Wait, landed. Does the justice of the peace only work on weddings? Uh, I, that I don't know. <laughs> but this is like you. It's a number of things that they do. But yes, there okay. are a number of people who go to the city hall to, to, get, to get married, married. Okay. To in front of justice of the peace. So we landed in Boston on Saturday, and then Sunday. We had a great time with our friends. Monday morning was actually the uh, the, the marathon, yeah. and so but we I think we were just hanging out there because they 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 actually live on in this area of Boston called uh, uh, called Brookline, and Beacon Street that sure. runs through it is the path. Okay. By the time people get to their house, they have run like 18 miles of the route, so it's about six miles from sure. there to city center. So by that time, you know, these people are really serious. Like yeah, yeah. you are in the home stretch. This is the last little bit. And you know that they've uh, practiced for years to get to this point. Like right. people, you know, may put an aim for themselves to go, go to this marathon. It's pretty massive. So we were, they have these bay windows. So we were kind of waving everyone, sure. like waving at everyone. And, you know, first all the, the, the handicapped people went and then, the police people went, and then ca came all these really uh, serious runners. So we were like waving at everyone, and then um, went back inside. And there, on the TV on the wall, was the coverage of the bomb. Like we saw the second bomb go off. Sure. So it's such a bizarre feeling because you're looking at the screen and you see that's happening, and your instinct is to go outside and like stop all those people who are running that oh. direction. Okay. And it w like we couldn't like because these people are, you know, this is the serious part. Like that by this time they've run so long you can't like you can't go and panic them. So we, you know, w hoped that somewhere along the way the authorities had diverted the people and every like everything and it was such a weird feeling. Anyway, that was a that was the day <laughs> we were supposed <laughs> to go and file at the city hall to yeah. be married. Uh -huh. I see. So we did that, and literally the city hall was deserted. There mm -hmm. wasn't anyone, and we went down to the basement to actually file to get married. Mm -hmm. 
and like not a single window was occupied like okay. everyone was sitting behind the windows just completely frozen it was such a surreal surreal experience so we filed to get married then we went down to um, uh, we went to New York and then to Philadelphia because I wanted to go see my friends in Philadelphia. And uh, then when we were coming back Thursday, when we were coming back, we had given um, uh, we had ordered uh, instead of rings, you know, we had already proposed to each other, so right we had right. rings. So we decided that we would give each other Tiffany chains with like his initials and my initials on you know lockets and. Uh, so we were trying to make, we were trying to come back in time to pick up our chains to go get married the next day. Okay. And um, it was such an, ex again, bizarre experience because the right. train, uh, they by this time had cornered this guy in okay. Charlestown. So by this time they had killed another person. There was a whole bunch of like mess going on. Right. So we were really freaked out about being able to make it back in time. You know, Tiffany was awesome. They stayed up like a half hour beyond their closing time. You mean the jewelers? The jewelers. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, to give us our chains. That's nice. And then the next day we went to the city hall is when, so ma in Massachusetts, every telephone is connected, uh, every cell phone is connected to a So you guys service. just, uh, so the, like the, the bombing happened and then you guys filed the next day and then after that yeah. you guys got married the so bombing happened and you didn't say like, oh this is a sign maybe we should <laughs> <have> <laughs> <this>. <laughs> oh no I, I, for me it was like come hell or high water uh, and okay, it was okay, gonna okay, happen you're you like know, nice so try <laughs> getting out of this this way uh, uh, I fall for that I don't we care what's going on yeah, around yeah, us this is for over me, it's yeah. just a mountain that's yeah, been put in front of me good. for a reason that I need to climb <laughs> right, to get right, to the right. other side so I know we had talked about this earlier but um I wanted to ask you what it was like growing up gay in India, but you said you were not out of the closet at the time. So when, yeah, which is experience of many people growing up in where, India, where where did you come out of the closet then? What is acceptable in India? Because we have three, we have three recognized sexes. <laughs> yeah, yes. recognized sexes. You have males, females, and then hijabs and transgenders. Yes. Oh, okay. it's it's actually officially recognized culturally as well as law. Um, it is not a good life, clearly, for right, right, you right, know right, people right. who are transgendered, but uh, but definitely. But they have recognition. They have recognition, and it's considered, you know, they they're considered the third sex. They're they're not part of the. So society. who has it hardest in India? Like, what group of people have the hardest in India? That's Untouchable that's transgenders. A <laughs> that's a difficult question to answer. Like, you know, any any. Who's the last person you can bring home to your parents in <laughs> India? <laughs> You don't have to really answer that. That's why would he not want to answer that? You let like him <laughs> decide. I think Fair my enough. My experience is not average because my experience, like my parents, were pretty. Um, they were pretty, you know, for for their times and their cultural time and cultural circumstance, they were pretty open-minded and uh, forward-thinking. Okay. That's not to say that you know, yeah, they would have been completely okay with me coming out saying, "Hey, I'm gay and I'm flaming." Like it's not like that. Right? Okay. So. But they both both of them, you know, they had their own sort of issues when I finally did. And, and eventually they accepted it. Are okay. they religious? Uh, uh, yes, they are. What kind? In different ways. So my, my parents are divorced. My mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we my believe in the divorce yeah. religion. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad is Hindu okay. and my okay. mom has now accepted Christianity. Whoa, Interesting. really? After you came out? 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. You know, I never quite connected the dots that way, but it just your gayness be. drove her to Jesus. You know that, right? <laughs> They're like, yo, this Hindu man, too much freedom. So I gotta get a more restrictive. Too many gods. Only one god. Only one god punish. Does this yeah. one punish homosexuality? I'm in. Yeah. I'm Whichever in. religion punishes homosexuality. That's the god <laughs> she does say though. I think it. It. Uh, you know. Seeing me gay and happy got her to question a lot because, you know, growing up, she always thought people who were quote unquote gay were really kind of scary people who kind of existed furtively in shadows and led very <laughs> unhappy lives. Ah. But to see me happy and, to gay humanize and you. be with a person, it got her to question what, you know, a lot of things that she grew up with, including religion. Fascinating. I never heard of anybody questioning Hinduism and abandoning it <laughs> <laughs> in favor of Christianity. Uh, except what people who were persecuted for like money or like they wanted land or medicine. Those what? people. Yeah, it's like look, missionaries. That's what they do. They come in. And then they offer you medicine if you convert. That's not like abandoning your religion. That's more like you're coerced into it. I, I don't see my my mom doesn't think like of that as an abandoning her religion because oh. she still carries forward some of the practices that we grew up with. You know, mm -hmm. the, some of the worship practices and stuff. She's given up the dogma. Okay. And what she likes and about she picked up a new one. You know, what <laughs> she likes about Christianity is sort of the fellowship that she's been able to find with other okay. Christians. Like for some reason in Hinduism, at least in, in the time we were growing up, uh, you don't have the same type of fellowship that you find in Christianity. Like when you go to churches, there's a church group. There's a church group of older ladies. They all hang well, out. They do stuff together. That's, that's because they're the majority in India, though, right? Because like the Christians are the minority, so like they create more of a community. In but a even even here, like if you you know if you go to um, here, for instance, if you go to Hindu temples, uh -huh. like I think I think. As a religion, uh, Christianity is a much is a very different experience than Hinduism. Hinduism is considered like in Hinduism, what's considered uh, absolute powerful is a one-to-one -one relationship with God. Okay. So you're not you're, you're not you're not supposed to actually go to church or a temple if you don't oh. want to. You never have to go there. You you know e most Hindu families right. have their own small space at home. They worship there. Right. So the whole the whole idea of like the shared experience. That happens primarily during festivals rather than on the weekly, daily oh. basis. So fellowship means very different okay. uh, in Hinduism than in Christianity. So my mom likes the way it is done in Christianity. It's a group so function. Yeah, it's a group thing. Plus, you know, as she's gotten older, her three sons are no longer around her. She is, she's, you know, lonely and alone right. in oh. many ways. So that allows her to, uh, you know, a, okay, a very okay. different sort of like. It's a community built it's in. It's a community building thing. Okay. So oh. you think like if you just call your mom more, she wouldn't be a Christian? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I, I call her at least once every other day. Maybe if you uh, lived with her every day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you lived with her, <laughs> she wouldn't be Christian. <laughs> No, I think part of that is also her. Like, She's like, I don't have money for life alert, so I gotta be a Christian now. Yeah, Thanks, I gotta Vineet. rely on God. Thanks, Vinit. <laughs> My son's ain't coming through. <laughs> Maybe somebody yeah. else's son. <laughs> I, should, I should think about that. More. <laughs> She's like, oh, thank you. I was just doing this for attention. <laughs> uh, are any of your brothers gay? No, they're not. Okay. They're both jocks. Okay. Jocks. It's okay. very rare that you uh, have a family where there's like more than one gay person, I think. 
Yeah, I think that it's in, in so what I've found over the years is like, you know, and, and it's one, it's normal to find like where in, in brothers like one person is gay. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and invariably ha it, ha it for some reason is always the middle one. I don't know why. Oh, are you the middle child? I'm the middle child. Okay. Yeah. So I have that in addition to my gayness to kind of have lived through uh, right? the middle child <laughs> syndrome. The middle child oh. syndrome. What's harder being and the middle <laughs> child or being gay? <laughs> I keep on comparing the two. Like what if I was a gay older child and I'm like, that would have been absolutely a miserable life. I mean, even worse in India than, uh, you oh. know, than the West simply because there's such a huge amount of expectation put on the eldest right. son, you know, it's like he, they're supposed to carry the family name. There's like, there's this enormous burden on the eldest one's shoulder. Uh, so I'm, I'm like, I know my elder brother, he's a lovely man. And I, you know, I'm, I hats off to him, how he carries right. on that. And very glad that he's not. So, <laughs> <laughs> so hey, thanks for taking the bullet from you. <laughs> I'm free to go pursue my pursuits. So did you, well, let me ask you this. How has the cultural landscape changed in terms of uh, the acceptance of homosexuality? Like, I feel like there's a big difference between people who are gay now in their teens and their twenty early 20s as opposed to someone of an older generation so when when i how was are millennial gays different is basically <laughs> what i'm asking so they're definitely growing up in a much more accepting environment let's put it that way okay. so you, Do know, you feel like that makes them soft uh, no, <laughs> i wouldn't quite put it that way <laughs> So in India has Section 377, which is which was something that was enacted by the Brits way back in 1862 to codify behavior against the laws of nature that criminalized being gay. Oh. Prior to that, it was like it's just not, you know, part of anything. And like, you know, majority of the Indian culture that's informed by Hinduism is much more organic. So different places have their own kind of cultural practices. And, and Hinduism as a concept has always sort of changed with times. Okay. So it makes space for new thinking and new thought, right? Not very different from the current political climate. Let me put it this way. But at the same time, uh, you know, the reason why something like the hijra or the third sex is such an integral part of the Indian experience is because the majority of the landmass and people who occupy that landmass along the way, through religious sanction, crafted a space where a, a transgendered experience could be had. Okay. Right now, it is not it is not considered to be the equal experience. An equal experience is still a, a, a male and a female in marriage together. Okay, but it is considered a valid experience. So therefore, it was given a third gender status, and it was given that status in society, in temples, and all of these places. So for me, that to me that that really signifies that you know along the way. Right. The 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 uh, the idea that this is natural and normal, but not equal. Right. That was institutionalized. The equal of that in the West would be when people started like accepting domestic partnerships. Okay. Right. Where people were allowed to suddenly pair up, not equal to marriage, but domestic partnerships. 
and so separate but equal. Separate but equal, <laughs> but at the same time, separate with its own norms that govern that. And what I mean by that is like, uh, you know, domestic partners early on, if you talk to domestic partners in sure. the U.S., they'll tell you like, you know, they were not invited to certain family functions because, you know, they the rest of the like kids could not be tainted. Sure. With <laughs> them being there. Because That's still a popular too mentality. Many questions, yeah. Too many questions would come up. How would you answer who is that person with uncle so-and-so? So all of those things, like, you know, they're slowly mm. dying out. Um, is but it? yes. So <laughs> What's up? Is, is it, it slowly dying out? It is slowly dying okay. out. Yeah, I mean, like, for instance, now, even in India, like, for, you know, uh, when my when my par- husband and I, we w- when we go to India, we are going to for Diwali, for instance. Okay. And that? you know, oh, is that a place? The Festival of Lights. It's oh. a Festival of Lights, and there's a whole series of like sort of religious things you have to do, and it requires you going from like every place, different different work spaces and places to do your prayers to God, and uh, and he participates in every single one of those events as an equal member. And that's there's good. not like my family is completely like welcoming and open and all that. Well, that's nice. Do you think, uh, did your mom go, oh, that's cool that you're gay, but you couldn't find a nice gay Indian boy? (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, no. That wasn't a thing? (laughs) No, she just, I think. She was like, did she ask you if he was a doctor or an engineer (laughs) at all? No, her whole thing was like, are you sure? (laughs) 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 Let me show you what Jesus says (laughs) real quick. (laughs) She she was like, like, but, you know, like, have you, like, do you think maybe one day a girl, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've tried doing that. You know, oh, I'm happy now. So I spent about you know I was uh, I spent majority of my life trying to be gay, trying to be straight, straight. and nor you know quote unquote normal, mm-hmm. and uh, and not like when I was very young, I didn't think in those ways. I just you just feel what you feel. Okay. And then when you grow older, you kind of realize that you don't belong in the societal mainstream, so you kind of try to hide that and try to belong as much as you can, right? I see. So you do you you try to overcompensate, then you try to out jock the jock and you oh. try to out you know out yeah out seduce the best seducer like all of these things where you, well, like you could player? seduce the you know, seducer totally. himself yeah, and that's what were you, you just plowing through pussy <laughs> 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 he was just grabbing it he was I'm just grabbing man. it left <laughs> yeah. and right and th- this you know and, and it's like yes and okay. and because you turn you turn you have a point to prove right and, and what you're trying to hide you're so scared that somebody might find out you know so and not only that, it's just, it's it's also like you question yourself. So you're going like, the more I do, the more I can, mm, practice makes perfect, right? So oh, the wow. more I practice, <laughs> I can practice being straight, damn it, <laughs> right? And, um, you're just going to the gym then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're just and, looking um, at women at like weights. That's basically what you're doing. <laughs> then you're like, oh, there's no results. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> I've been eating right. <laughs> I go five times it's, a day. Uh, no, it's, gains. It's, no gains. Uh, no gains. gains. These women are giving me no gains. <laughs> It's kind of a tragic comedy because, like, you end up like you, you know, you, you, you lose a sense of like, you, you also lose along the way sense of like how to actually how to really respect women because you kind of learn in your their their time age. out time out. I thought right. you just said you were going 
you were trying to plow through a bunch of women. So that's what I'm saying. That's like, how so you learn to appreciate that. Well, no, because you you f- you forget how you're supposed to respect women because you're plowing through women. Oh, right. So it's you like you, reverse you psychology. They, they become <laughs> a means to an end, and mm-hmm. the end is to prove to yourself that I am not oh. gay and I'm straight, and and I'm I can I can be the best straight guy ever, right? So that kind of stuff. Do you respect so women now? I would like to think okay. so. <laughs> so you don't agree with anything Trump has been doing? Oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> have you uh, have you ever called uh, any of the women you were previously with and say, "Hey, sorry, I treated you like that. I was going through a thing." I um, so I'm friends with a few. Oh, and you know, we're and friends with a few, and as in like we were friends, and part of part of that whole experience right. was uh, not realizing and understanding your boundaries Mm -hmm. so you end up like disappointing some friends because you do a few things that are not good and and uh and to their graciousness they didn't judge me through that and you know we're still friends and and they've forgiven me for you know all my trespasses and uh and i'm very very happy for that okay that's cool that's nice of them for you to just come <laughs> up and be like, I'm sorry I treated you like shit. I'm gay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, you're off the hook. <laughs> I was like, what? I think, well, I I was think like, if you don't forgive uh, me, that's homophobia. That's, yeah, exactly. homophobia. that's homophobia. That's <laughs> homophobia. But I, you know, some of them knew. Some of them oh. knew exactly well, of course what was they going did. on. Yeah, 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 and wait, wait. Know. How did they know? Well, I think, I think, I think one, I think women do. Women know. Women have a, a I think they have a greater sense of, sensing these things than men do because men are uh, like completely overwhelmed by a persona they're supposed to pursue at all times whereas women are much more real in their growing up experience so i think women can sense these things my feeling is that women know much much earlier and to a greater degree of realness than men do interesting what do you think the male persona is then what I was trying to pursue, plowing through women. Oh, okay. It's just that's the one component? Well, that's a big component. The other component is the matriarch of the family, right? Which is like you're not supposed to pursue your own happiness. You're supposed to do your duty. And your duty is towards family, country, parents, all that kind of stuff, right? I feel like that's more of an so Eastern it is, idea. It is. Not Western. But actually, White people don't care about that shit. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> you know it. Come on. What are you talking about? Ask Trump. Look at Trump's sons. Look at his sons, like the miserable fucks that they are. (laughs) Do you think for a second either of them could be gay? No. No. Oh, if they wanted to. If they wanted to, could they be? With a father like that. Oh, hell yeah. Like, right? you know in, how in upset an environment that would make <laughs> In an environment that they grew up in. Have you seen, like, the Facebook memes of them going to for, like, you know, elephant and, uh, and uh, rhino hunts in Africa? You know, they're supposed to go and do these things because they're manly men. Yeah, because but they're, they're billionaires. Father, I don't think know. billionaires play by, like, conventional rules. No, but they I go to, like, eyes wide shut parties. <laughs> no, I think, but it's also, I think it's, it's, it's also a cultural thing. Like there, okay. there are, pe- there, I, I, you, you see a lot in the U.S. where people, especially when you get married and other people find out that you're married to a man, you start realizing a lot that there's, it, there's amazing, there's amazing amount of uh, suppression of, uh, you know, sexuality and, and, and self here that still goes on. Oh, I have another question. Uh, why did you want to get married? Uh, 
other than like the love. Don't don't look at your don't look at your husband. Don't look at your husband. Uh, uh, multiple multiple reasons. Um, one, it felt good to get married. To be married, you know. Um, I neither of us are like uh, like a lot of like we don't like you know dating many people. Mm-hmm. And I particularly like am terrible at dating. Okay. You know, I I am very bad at reading those signals because, as I said, you know, I spent a lot of my time just trying plowing. to deny that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but if it so came to getting women, you can do that. No you problem. You can do that <laughs> easily. <laughs> yes, easily. Yes, it was that like, time. Men are difficult to read. <laughs> I get Eddie Chick though. <laughs> I sh- I should not be laughing about this. I should not be. It's terrible that I am. They just call bad Asians. I've forgiven myself, yeah. and so therefore. But at the same time, that meant like I, I sucked at you know not being like I just don't read cues well. Okay. okay. So when uh, Kale yeah. and I got together, we eventually just decided that you know it was really good. We could get married, and then also because I was there on the visa that I was, then Kale Kale could be with me on my visa oh. instead of because he was. He was work. His we his work had sponsored him. My work had sponsored me. His visa needed to be renewed annually because of that. And I was like, I just don't want to get to a point where there's a reason why all of a sudden your visa expires and you're not here with me. Right. And so, do you feel like, right? You know, so we both agreed. Yeah, why not? So okay, so it's not anything romantic particularly. It's just well, it was of practical. course it okay. was very romantic. It was every. The, there's him? there's you know romance is like there there's 10% romance and then there's this entire life that behind that's behind romance so there's definitely the romantic tip to it but then there's like the rest of our life where we kind of put all of the things in place so we could be together when you asked him to get married did you get up on like get on one oh, knee uh, what, <laughs> made, what made you or, presume that or did you do it like the end of Rocky 3 where you guys just hit each other's hands uh. and we're like yeah let's do this what made you pursue uh, presume that uh, his husband didn't ask I, I well I could have been corrected at any no. point and I haven't been. actually we both asked each other oh okay. at, the yeah, same yeah, at the same time no like, no one two three kings and your hand in marriage <laughs> when do you want to get uh, married be like Boston Massacre. How's that <laughs> <sense? How's that laughs> no, he. So we came home, and uh, I'll tell you what he did first. Like I had already proposed to him, but one time we came home from dinner, and as I, as we were entering the house, uh, I had this big loft in London, and he was like, "No, you stay, you stay right here." Okay. So he went inside, and he didn't come out for about fifteen minutes, and I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> it's like he hadn't turned on any lights. Right. Like we were coming home at night thirty at night. So finally, I see, I, I just walk in and I'm like, Kale, are you okay? And he's like, I'm in the kitchen. So I went to the kitchen and he was desperately trying to make the Wi-Fi work <laughs> because he very shortly thereafter, there were candles everywhere. Uh-huh. And uh, he actually sang Doli uh, Sajake Rakhna in Hindi, which he had learned specifically for that. And gotta step up your game, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> and so then he told me that he had spent like weeks learning this Bollywood song, okay. which one of his friends had suggested, and and th- and he like it. He sang it gr- like really wonderfully. Like he sang it with a proper Hindi diction and everything. So That's awesome. So that was lovely. 
So wait, you proposed to him, and then he was like, nah, I'm proposing to you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm the alpha. I'm the alpha right now. <laughs> know where you stand. <laughs> Your proposal doesn't mean anything to me. My proposal means everything. <laughs> no, we, we decided it's You're not marrying me. I'm marrying you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, we just decided we we're going to have double the fun. So yeah, that's awesome. That's uh, awesome. Were there uh, engagement rings involved? Yes, there were, and he still has his, and I had a terrible, terrible uh, thing of having lost mine. And I, I, w- I had traveled for work to Philadelphia, and I had taken my ring off uh, because I, my fingers swell up when I fly. So I had taken my ring off and put it in my pocket, and then it you fell out of my it, pocket. Yeah. So now I, I wear this ring which is a special ring that we bought in, um, in, in uh, the, Czech Re- in the Czech Republic. In this little town called Chesky Kromlov. It's it. handmade copper. Cool. I, wear, I, wear, I wear that uh, hoping that one of these days I will replace my original ring. Three months salary? <laughs> is yep. that three months three salary? salary? Three months salary. <laughs> Wait, really? Three months salary? <laughs> uh, it was pretty expensive, right? Damn. Damn, man. Well, partly because I... Wait, I, I do have a... I have ones. a... Is it because of tradition? No, it's because I, I like blingy stuff. Oh, right? oh okay. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, I picked that. with... I I picked with like lots of diamonds and stuff. When Did it looked like a Super Bowl ring or something. It, it it well no it looked like a it was like a full band of diamonds on oh, uh, damn. gold. So it was it so sucked that I lost. When when you I'm glad it just I, sucks. I really <laughs> <do>. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> I lost a band of diamonds. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you know how like India lost that goi nor. Shut up. See, he doesn't know. Okay, wait, 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 wait. We can, we can, we can ask him. We can ask him. We can ask. We can ask. How do you uh, feel about the koi nor being just chilling in in Britain? Ah, oh, well, you know how every Indian feels about the koi nor. Uh, we don't actually. David does not know, and we argue well, about this I'm all the time. I'm not Indian, so well, why would I have any particular feelings? How, about how does it, how does the average Indian person feel about the koi? Well, it's like it's loot, right? So they were there to loot, and they looted, and so therefore, the the way the diamond got to be in the queen's hand is because the state of Punjab, which was one of the most prosperous states at that time, right. had a king who was ten. So she, <laughs> so she adopted, quote unquote, the king, and shortly thereafter, the entire state treasury, much like other state treasuries across India, got carted off to the U- uh, to the UK. And Kohinoor, mm-hmm. which was the crown of the state treasury, was officially presented to his new mother. That sounds lovely. Yes, <laughs> mother still has it. Yeah, <laughs> how did I just? <laughs> I'm just exactly. amazed you can walk into a 10-year-old's house and be like, I'm adopting you. <laughs> and they just go, okay. <laughs> well, apparently that was, the, that was the rule at that time in the British Empire. Like, I- India wasn't the only place where they did it, but it was definitely the place where it, like, you know, it affected the people worse because all of the, all of the state, like, kingdoms that they sacked, uh-huh. they just cart, they would cart off the state treasury to the UK. So yeah. that was that. It's good to be the queen, I guess. <laughs> Duh. So <laughs> who you say that like somebody's gonna argue against that? <laughs> no, no, right. It's gonna be the king, bro. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I was wondering who had a bigger reaction when you told them that you were getting married, your mom or your dad. So and they did they both come to the wedding? So neither of them were there at the wedding. So uh, they call your wedding the Boston Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> 
the, I, I think it was the Boston bombing. The Boston massacre <laughs> is something different. It depends on who, which parent you ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I think so. Uh, my mom knew Kale. Okay. And uh, by that time, she had like they had spent a lot of time together. My mom loved him. My uh, my brother, his wife, niece, nephew, they all loved him. So they all knew him. Okay. Time. So we decided when we got when we decided to get married. Um, you know, my mom lives in India. So instead, my younger brother and my niece, they came to attend. I see. So they they were there. My my brother was in like so. My brother and my close friend Nars were the two witnesses in front of Justice of the Peace, and when we took our vows. And where okay. was your father? Where was my dad? Yeah. My dad was in India. Okay. He was in Delhi. He didn't want to go. Well, we hadn't talked about that. Oh. Uh, okay. And, and that's that's the way it is with my dad. Like we don't, you know, we, I haven't come out and said all this stuff to him i see but it's very accepted like you know kale's been going with me now to india right, for right. several years and it's all accepted and your dad's like it's oh your friend's back your platonic man you guys go on so many adventures <laughs> yeah, together you guys are bffs you guys must meet so many women together oh, as man. platonic friends <laughs> so i remember what, what you well, were like was there an uh, elephant at your wedding uh, Why is that? <laughs> 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 well, we actually, I actually looked into because See, I, thank you. I, yeah, thank I you. actually Whatever. did look into not elephant, but I did look into a white horse. <laughs> okay, because you're supposed to, as a Hindu groom, you're supposed That's to wear a white. That's what I'm talking about, Emron. Whatever. <laughs> That's all I ask of Indian people when they get married. <laughs> Was there a white horse or, not? or an elephant? There's always a white horse. There's never probably an elephant. probably an elephant, but you know, I know they're hard to come by. <laughs> but Emron like looks at me like that's an uh, absurd thing to <laughs> have at an Indian wedding. It's not an elephant is an absurd thing <laughs> no, to have at anybody's any wedding. wedding. Right. <laughs> it's the it's one of the only reasons why I would <laughs> why consider we're friends. getting married <laughs> <laughs> or going to your wedding. <laughs> David wants to get married just so he can have an elephant when he doesn't know that you could just rent an elephant without having the wedding. <laughs> well, like uh, I was so heartbroken when Emron told me that he was Muslim and they don't have elephants at their wedding. Yeah. You could. I mean, we could technically. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. Stop yeah. stopping him. No, but he's like, oh, that's more of a Hindu thing. Like, Muslim weddings are boring. It's like, oh, why are we even friends then? So <laughs> 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 like you disappoint me so much as an Indian person. Muslim weddings are segregated, and then at the end, people just eat and then take pictures with the groom and the bride, and then leave. That's it. They, they are segregated, very... but they're kind of like they're kind of like halfway between Hindu weddings and Christian weddings, though. Yeah. Because Muslims have a tradition of doing I do, I do, mm-hmm. right? They don't mm-hmm. have like the drawn out, like around the fire, fires worshiping, kind of right. uh, taking of the vows. It's just signing, um, making sure they're witnesses that yes. nobody was doing <laughs> it under duress and but then, then done. Yeah, but then uh, several days building up to the wedding is right. very much like a Hindu yeah, wedding. Yeah, you yeah, have the like sangeet, you have the singing and the Actually, dancing, can you break that you down? Because I don't, I don't know everything <laughs> and I know David wants to learn. We'll make a template for you. Okay. Uh, well, no, no, David and, and wants I, to learn and as I'll well. point out where the elephant comes okay, in. Okay, 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 okay. let's go. <laughs> so the Sangeet is what? The singing and dancing portion? Yes. It's only females, right? It, well, it can be both. I, I have I have another friend of mine who's gay, and he got married to her, his husband, who's uh, who's American, and they had a Sangeet in their house, and that was... Um, but it was guys. a gay wedding, so I feel like there's an asterisk <laughs> next to it. Where they're like, what about these dudes? Everybody's like, ah, they're fine. Yeah, you can say that. It's like yeah. it's more of a hen thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, like yeah. a hen party, so. A hen party. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what happens after the Sangeet then? So Sangeet is when like, I think you, uh, people bring like a whole bunch of gifts and stuff for the uh, for the bride. Okay. And oh, I, but in a gay wedding, it's for it's for both. Okay. So you know, so uh, so the whole thing about gay weddings is like it's like you just double up on everything. Nice. Essentially. Nice. <laughs> so oh, gay registries <laughs> must be awesome. Exactly. Wait, why? Because <laughs> you can put more electronics on. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely need this Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so after the Sangeet is when's the Mandy? Is that the next so, thing? So you know what? I I don't re I don't really recall which comes first. I think it is the Mandy and the Sangeet. Okay. So the the whole point is like you come over and they're like gifts for the bride and right. you put the mandy in the bride's hand the henna, while henna. people are actually you know playing the drums and singing the songs and a whole bunch of stuff like that. Ma Was um, there a henna thing at your wedding? Uh, no, there wasn't actually. We didn't do a henna thing. Dang. <laughs> Dang, man. Just oh. shitting on the culture, dude. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> So okay, so there's the Sangeet, there's the Mandy, and then what's after that? And then they have, I think there's a there's a men's equivalent where the the ladies of the family come the night before, the big day, and apply the haldi. Oh, turmeric to uh, his face, turmeric, right? Yes. But they okay, so get this: during Indian weddings, they apply turmeric to the bride and the groom at different points, so they look whiter, right? No, it's so what what it does is like so it's a mix of turmeric and uh, turmeric <coughs> and uh, uh, sandalwood. So the paste is made out of that, and it's supposed to it's supposed to what it what it does it it gives you a little glow, and it and it uh, it's well turmeric as you know it makes you yellow. It makes you a little bit yellow, and then also it it uh, it heals like if you have any kind of like uh, skin issues going on. So the whole point is that you look and glow with health the day of your wedding. That looks like the most unhealthy person. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you can like do a lot more with makeup. Do they have jaundice right now? <laughs> like they look so uh, yellow. It's like, yo, just take them to a Mac store. I feel like that'll solve most of these issues. <laughs> and then after that is the wedding. Yes. Wait, okay. where does the elephant come in? So the elephant is how the groom arrives at the bride's house nice. on the day to pick her up but or yes. him up. Gay wedding, two elephants. Oh yeah, is it two you elephants could. meeting at like a central <laughs> location? <You could. laughs> That's dope. <coughs> you could do that, but I don't think it's difficult to get like two elephants together when like you're in the U.S. I'm not an elephant connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, I don't live could. elephant you're life. You're not an <laughs> elephant equestrian. No, I'm not an elephant equestrian. I don't have elephant money like that, man. I got peanut money, but I ain't got no elephant money. Uh, so okay, so horse, and then you guys get married, and then it's do done. Do Indians uh, exchange vows? Yes, and in fact, it's become more and more now that people are doing so. Earlier, it used to be that you would have a priest, and they would read from books, just like you know, a priest here would read in Latin or something mm -hmm. like that. They have the the language that Hindus get married to is called Sanskrit, and they're chants from Sanskrit, and so it's very astrology driven. They pick the right time, oh, and based this those times are picked by looking at you know, the the uh, horoscopes of both the bride and the groom. Right. So a particular time of the evening is, you know, Hindus mostly get married at night, by the way. 
So they wait they, really? So, I didn't yeah. know that. So basically, it's an it's it's a dinner party that goes into the night and up until the next morning. So the next morning is when the bride goes to the new house. So she walks into the new house at the dawn, at dawn, and she brings good luck and wealth and all this kind of stuff. And then they close the that. door, and then she gives them a glass of milk. Yeah. So they can have <laughs> sex. <laughs> Why do they have to give the groom a glass of milk to give him strength to have sex? To make him virile. That's the whole like the whole. Is it just because milk is white? Because I can't really <laughs> see any reason why. This just goes back to old person logic, where it's like, oh yeah, man, I'm having virility problems. It's like you should eat cocks, eat a lot of animal dicks. That'll solve is, all uh, of your issues. It is old person's logic. Yes, there is there. It's a sim, It's a symbolic gesture of. You know, milk is supposed to be uh, representative of uh, fertility, mm-hmm. so therefore, it's like it's the yeah, thing I can, to do. I you can put the two milk. together. <laughs> <laughs> In the uh, vows, is it like the um, I guess Judeo-Christian vows? Is like I promise to be with you, good times, bad times. Wait, do you have to promise yourself into just this life or the next life as well? <laughs> Well, it's so uh, Indian vows are very different. Like they are, they are, they do talk about you know uh, multiple okay. births. They do talk about it's 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 if I if I were to pick something, it, it's it's like merging of two companies. So the vows are written such that you don't really feel emotionally connected to them. You get you feel emotionally connected to. What the fuck is happening, right? It's like so. If you were to have two people in one room and you have your lawyers and they're they're reading through several laws, if that in that dust party, that kind of stuff. Sure. So you don't know, you don't catch on every law, and it, or you don't know what the consequence of everything is, but you you realize it's something really massive. So and it's important like important that's happening. Terms and conditions of every exactly. software so that I've ever downloaded. Kind of that kind of feeling. You like scrolled out to the bottom. Kind of <laughs> I agree. I agree. Submit. That's Done. pretty much what happens Done. because that's what they do. Like the priests actually read the whole thing, and then they then they ask you to repeat after them, which is supposed oh. to be the agreement. Okay. Like mm-hmm. repeat after me this, and most people don't understand or recognize what they're saying. It's just part of the religious practice and dogma. I see. Okay. But it's changing because that's why I'm saying like some some new now you know younger people coming on board, uh, more growing up in more emancipated times, sure. less dependent on tradition to carry their ideas forward. They're now saying, okay, in addition to all this, which we must do to keep tradition alive, I want to say something. Uh, and then they're adding uh, their own vows. Wait, wait, wait! That's I, okay. So annoying. <laughs> Is there gay arranged marriage? Yes, actually, there are Holy now. Holy shit. And in fact, just very recently, there was it was in the news because this mom in Delhi, she put a... Biodata out? She put, she put a, uh, a, a classified ad in the, in, in the paper inviting, um, you know, proposals for, uh, from other guys for her son. And she said, you know, my... And she did everything that typically it's done in arranged marriages like that. That's dope. Is there such a thing as arranged divorces? Well, all divorces are kind of arranged, aren't they? Like, it's just... Uh, but, like, the mom puts out, like, hey, uh, I'm tired of these two being together. <laughs> <laughs> I must put them out. Jesus well, says it's wrong. Jesus I, says it's wrong. I do think that, you know, somehow, somehow moms end up figuring <laughs> in those anyway. 
Um, yeah, I think most divorces, at least in India, are uh, somehow moms do figure in them simply because, again, in India, marriages are they. They're never just between two people. They're between much Families. bigger yeah, families. It's low anti-Western. So uh, exactly, it's but it used to be here as well. It's just here; it's become slightly different due to the social. Now security people system. believe in love and I shit. I know. It's like this is more for us. This has <laughs> nothing to do with Before you. Before it was about land and <laughs> exactly. money and, it's, and uh, it's cars. Like that. It's earlier oh. when it was like about assets. Did and you get stuff. a dowry? Well. Or did you out dowry each other? You had to dowry yeah. each other, so it cancels to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Kill just moved in. So. <laughs> <laughs> you better invo- you need to invoice his parents. Then. Boom. <laughs> exactly. <So. laughs> he said, get on QuickBooks. And <laughs> Yo, see if you I can get it as a write-off. Yeah, I, I don't like. I don't think he brought. I think he brought his clothes. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Look. From one person to another, that's a shitty dowry, though. <laughs> that's a shitty dowry. Well, he's the middle child. They don't command as much. They don't command as high. <laughs> you know how um, what I think needs to happen in order, like, gay marriage or I guess just being gay in India will be accepted 100% when they start showing it on television, I think. Like, if it's, like, a ZTV drama. Yeah. But, like, as a serious role. Yeah, as a serious role. Then that's when I'm going to be like, oh, people don't care anymore at <laughs> all. Well, I think that you, you have gay characters now that are showing up in popular media. They're but are they caricatures? They're uh, caricatures, right? So they're typical, like, people to be laughed at. They are the they are the clowns or, the, or tragic figures. Right, right, right. Right? So they're not, I think... You know, and, and the way I look at change is, and I somebody said it one time, and I completely agree with it, that change happens because somebody puts forth an idea and then an entirely new generation grows up that's comfortable with that idea and the old generation dies out. There are very few times that you will find where a generation changes its mind to support an idea. I was just having this conversation with people who support Hillary and, uh-huh. and people who don't support Hillary. And some of the people who don't support Hillary, you know, said something about, oh, my God, you know, her husband, you know, signed, don't ask, don't tell. Right. And I'm like, do you understand what life was before don't ask, don't tell? I I was alive. I remember that because people, the military would expel you, no questions asked immediately if they found out that you were gay. No questions asked. So what don't add, what don't ask don't tell made possible was to let to allow gay people to serve and continue to serve. Yes, it came with a caveat, and the caveat was heavily fought right. because Republicans were who were in the opposition were completely opposed to changing any policies. Right. So it was a little opening of the door. Yes, you know could. Could they have taken a bigger stand? Yes. And they would not have had political careers after that. When you are in politics, you have to do things that allow for small incremental gains. And this was a point of small incremental gain. People today who've grown up taking this gain for granted don't understand the hard you know, fight that went into that. Right. So they think that, oh my God, Hil- you know, Hillary's compromised and she's kind of, you know, expedient support. And it's not, it's not. Yeah, because it's her husband who signed it, not her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, but she, she, she's the one who fought for it. 
you know, she's always been like, and I'm, I'm a Hillary supporter and I've, I've seen how badly people have treated her along the way. I, when she came into the office, I had the same feeling that, that I had when I saw Michelle Obama. It's like really, really well-read, intelligent person wants to make change happen in the world for the right things. Right. What's not to like about that? Right now, of course, you know, people don't like that in first ladies. People want first ladies to be, you know, paragons of virtue on a pedestal, very grandmotherly figures. And Hillary is more like, I'm going to, you know, roll up my sleeve and I'm right. going to jump into the pit with you and I'm going to wrestle the pig. You know, and it, a lot of times people think because she's wrestling a pig, she herself is one. And I, you know, I don't think so. I think which is why I, I know we're getting right, off right, topic. Right. But no, I'm no, just it's saying fine. About, it's you fine. know, gay marriage. You know, I think, um, uh, how did we get onto this thing? Uh, it's I'm all you, man. <laughs> it's all you. <laughs> it's all you. But I was just saying, like, I, think I was just asking it, you about gay people on TV. Yeah. So I <laughs> and think we so ended up in Hillary territory. Uh, so no, so <laughs> I, I was just saying that, you know, th that just like that, somebody made a small incremental change and then an entire new generation grew up that's comfortable with the idea. So right. for them, there was a redefined new normal. And their normal it was several steps ahead of it. And that's the incremental change that needs to happen in India as well, where gay, you know, uh, the the idea of an acceptable, uh, you know, you need somebody needs to put forth right. really strong, acceptable, great gay characters. And the next generation will grow up that is much more comfortable with them. And if they should decide not to carry forth their parents as values, right. which is always a challenge in India then they will move forward with their values and this would be their new normal. Okay. How so progressive is India as a country? It is, it is, it's, it's at once massively progressive and at once very massively regressive because uh, it, and it has to do with, tra to with tradition. Mm. You know, at the, at one point you have a country that is humongously diverse. And because it's so diverse, the one thing that they, you know, that everyone can agree upon is tradition. Oh, that, I thought you were right. going to say Pakistan is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's very rapidly becoming tradition as well. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> but, but the, you know, so, so tradition in India has always been used to provide stability in society. And so therefore... You know, there are certain festivals that are celebrated the entire length of breadth of the country, sure. no matter what ethnic background you might right. be. So, you know, the the uh, you know again, I'm you know I don't want to get off topic here, but I think it's um, it's uh, um, where was I going with that? I I again lost my train <laughs> of thought. <sorry. laughs> I did have a have a question where you were talking about the new normal and how like the new generation. Um, are just kind of coming up the way that they are. And so as a result, are there less or more like overtly flamboyant gay people? Because I don't know if this is true, but uh, somebody told me a long time ago, like it was um, a lot of the people who are that way are just trying to go to the extreme just because they've been held down for so long. I don't know if that's true or not. Not necessarily. I don't, I don't see... I don't. I think that's an, that's that that's part of the stereotyping of okay. of gay people. Now, I will say that you know most gay boys grow up being very comfortable with their feminine side, okay, as opposed to the the typecasting that that starts to happen with straight men very early, 
where you're not supposed to do certain things because they're too womenly, right? Okay. You're not supposed to be this way. You're not supposed to do this way. You know, you heard like that pastor here uh, in the U.S. who said like, if you're if your son flicks a wrist, hit him on that wrist because that's the thing. It's like you're supposed to beat the woman out of the man. You know, so um, damn. You know, <laughs> well, if he plays basketball and it's like a nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is fine. Don't but fall through. <laughs> but, but just don't do a little and dance after you get it. that basket. <laughs> so. So yeah, I think the uh, the the um, the flamboyance part. I mean, you know, clearly there are people who are flamboyant, mm -hmm. but but not everyone is flamboyant. Right. And and I've known I've known you know actually uh, straight men, very straight and very comfortable in their own skin, right. uh, who are very flamboyant and they're very comfortable in their skin. They don't they don't subscribe to. The notion that men need to be men and behave a certain way, right? You know. So, oh, do you have gaydar? Is that a real thing? It is a real thing. Oh, okay. Yes, it is a real thing, and I think you know. Again, like I said, it is a real thing that we all have, but then we learn to suppress that along the way because because gender norms are put on people, which is why I said a lot of time, you know, women know women have. They, you know, many of my friends they have known all my life before right. I knew, right? Right, and they, um, because people are more in touch with their feelings and they can sense things much better when okay. you're not, you know, when you don't have to sub subscribe to a sort of a repressed idea of masculinity. So you can tell if a person's gay even if they're closeted. You can a lot of times. Interesting. Yes, What's your like percentage rate? Like, how successful are you? <laughs> 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 but it's not. It's not though because you don't like you don't. How satisfying you know. is it when or you're do like you you're just right? Cast a wide net. And you're, like, anybody comes <laughs> yeah. over like I knew it. No, no, <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> no, because it's like it's like you can. Um, it, one, it's not a competition. Like we don't go. Like it's not like you know. Ooh, maybe it should be a new game show. You, know, you <laughs> don't go in and say sit, sit, sit on one side and see who is and who isn't. It's like you kind of you kind of just have a sense of you know. And again, it's I I see sexuality as as a as a fluid dynamic that it exists on a spectrum and and people go back and forth. I see. Depending on who they are, where they are in life, and what's going on. So wait, you're uh, saying that somebody could be gay and then not be gay later yeah, on? Yeah, people do that all the time, and oh. so therefore, you know, so gaydar is is a. I thought it was like spidey senses. Like, I, oh. thought <laughs> <laughs> I thought that so too. Bigly. I, I thought I thought exactly that's what it was. I'd be like, "You gay? You gay? I smell it." <laughs> as soon as you I walked I'm into it, saving a room. you a lot of trouble right now. Yeah. You gay? <laughs> Your energy is just different. Yeah. <laughs> so you're s more uh, fluid than others. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> but gender is uh, fluid. fluid. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. I I definitely think so. And I, you know, again, it's you know people. I don't know. I think maybe maybe there it's a point counterpoint thing when when societies lose the idea of gender you know gender imprint gender imprinting mm -hmm. then maybe there's a reason why there's a counter thing that starts okay. that requi that really wants to focus on gender imprinting, you know. Got it. Because it's maybe everything has a purpose and a role to play and so does gender imprinting. But what is masculinity to you? Um, Wait, did we ask this question earlier? No, that's a good question. Okay. That's what a really good question. Um, 
because I'm trying to figure that out. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to. It's a it's a sub oh. nine mile, <laughs> nine minute mile. It's a sub nine minute mile. That's masculinity. <laughs> That's, I I hope I have the right words to um, answer that question. That's a really good question. To me, to me, um, to me, masculinity is integrity. Like okay. to mm. have a really good sense of integrity is a masculine thing. Because women are and liars. Yeah. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. And maybe I'm also going back to some sort of imprinting, but I'm just well, saying. Well, I think that a lot of with gender, just because you presume equality of one gender isn't exclusive to that one gender. Yeah, that's not exactly. So okay. I'm not saying that femininity isn't. Right. I'm just saying. Don't backpedal. Don't backpedal. <laughs> <laughs> to, to me, uh, you know, a real man is a is a is a person of great integrity and who you know is you know i've i've known people who are not comfortable with me being gay and okay. they are people of great integrity and i respect that you know i don't i don't i don't require their approval right. or permission to be who i am but i do want their behavior to be one of integrity of great integrity and and i've known people like that in my life and they're right. really lovely human beings and that's so that's what i look for okay. so to me masculinity is that men w of great integrity now of course there's there's women with great integrity too so that's a human quality mm -hmm. uh, but to me like a defining characteristic of masculinity particularly would be that okay. it's interesting because earlier i think you said um a lot of the imprinting is one is like a man has to be take care of his family or it's like a lot of integrity. And uh, there was something else that you mentioned. No, integrity you have to have anyway. Well, right, right, right. The imprinting is all of the n of all of the societal expectations right. and norms. Right. You're supposed to be a patriarch. You're right. supposed to be alpha. Like, you know, for, right, for right, instance, right, right, right. every man, every man is brought up with the idea you have to be the alpha male. Right. In fact, if you are not, you're not quite the man you're supposed to well, be. You're, yeah. you're the middle child. You can chill. What's up with that dude? He's, like, oh, he's, yeah, the middle. he's the middle. What's wrong yeah, with you, middle. gay boy? <laughs> <laughs> be whatever you want. <laughs> exactly. We got the alpha locked out already. <laughs> That's so funny. So you um so you and your husband, uh you are ethnically Indian. He is ethnically from Hong Kong. He's Hong Kong. He's Hong Kongese. Where are you guys going to move when Trump gets elected? Because <laughs> you well, are not you welcome know, is here. Is there <laughs> any other place to move but Canada? Oh, okay. Since, since Justin Trudeau is there now. Well, I thought you were going to move back to... He's the new gay god. Oh, wait, really? Gay? No, he's not okay. gay, but like he's wait, like wait, become like this messiah for like every every gay person on earth going like, oh my god, I want to be there. He's the new one? Who's he's the old one? Obama. <laughs> exactly. Oh, interesting. Yes. <laughs> He's the new Obama? He's the new Obama, yes. I thought you'd go back to the UK. But you can go to Singapore. <laughs> That's kind of like halfway in between literally That's and figuratively. Yeah. But <laughs> Sin Singapore doesn't recognize gay marriage. Oh, damn. <laughs> so you guys would just be you allow. guys would just be friends? I know, right? <laughs> Perfect strangers. <laughs> Perfect strangers. Absolutely. Perfect strangers who cannot chew gum in public. <laughs> <laughs> or spray paint anything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I couldn't. I'm trying to think what other. Yeah, that's interesting. So Canada, huh? Now back to the UK. No, no. We actually we, we, we actually seriously I know, discussed I mean, that. But they but they are from. You guys lived in London for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but you know, 
the thing is we're both like we're not from there so right. both of us would need to look for jobs that allow like yeah, sponsor like us post brexit like, like and if you if you've ever lived in uk and ever have to dealt you know deal with their their uh visa shit yeah. like you realize it's like it ain't all so that like you know it. why why am i keeping up with this you know? <laughs> what the hell <laughs> now scotland <laughs> <laughs> now scotland yes now scotland is a magical place it's pretty amazing Although technically, is it part of the UK? It is. Though. No, it's part of the Great Britain. Oh, yes, okay. and United Kingdom. Yes, so it's not. It's just not part of England. So yeah. England is a country, and Scotland is a country, and together they're uh, the, the United, yes, Kingdom. United Kingdom. That's so weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Trump hasn't disparaged gay people. No, but like so. See, I that's how powerful see, that gay mafia yeah. is. It's like you do not want to cross. Gay people, otherwise we'll shut it down. <coughs> no, so, so, else. so this is yeah. Trump he hates he hates Muslims. He hates Mexicans. Trump has but he's never said anything about gay people. No, he, he, has said, Trump. he has said. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out for Trump for being progressive yeah, no, no. against <laughs> sexual orientation. Yeah. No, he has he's said that he food. would overturn gay marriage. Oh, oh, never mind. He has <laughs> <said that and laughs> never mind. And while he himself, you know, so the, look, I, I grew up in the '80s, and Trump was an icon in the '80s, right? So everyone wanted like. He represented the '80s spirit. Yep. Like you are, it's like I saw Home Alone too. I know it's <laughs> right. So it's like exactly. So you could like it's. It, there's nothing wrong in pursuing wealth, and it's right, okay right. to kind of be a little selfish in that. Like all that, all of those things, right? right? So in amongst all of that, Trump, I always thought was like part of this new generation that was gay comfortable and all that stuff, right? Oh no. But I think Trump has done now, having grown older with him, he, he is going down that route, like the older he becomes the more conservative he is that's all that's right? so people in general though <laughs> exactly the older they become they're like dude i need to get to heaven so <laughs> i need to be way exactly. more conservative like the older <laughs> trump becomes the uh more of a that reality shows where you know you have a bitch who's just in it to win it Oh, like The Apprentice? No, like just any reality show where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here it's to here win. win. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's exactly who he that's is. That's exactly who like he is. Like every sh reality show has a bitch and like he is the he bitch. He is the bitch. <laughs> that's right. And I think that's that, That's what scares me about Trump is that he, 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 has like he no at this time, he is in it to win, to win it. Yeah. Yeah. So he will say whatever. He will do whatever. So you don't really... Like ideologically, he will tell you that you know he likes he likes gay people, but he doesn't. Like he right. will no, he'll he say, will do whatever he he'll needs say to gay do. Gay people love him. It's like uh, yeah. the gays, the gays love, love me. Yeah, exactly. The gays love me. So, and then he I own property on do, Castro. <laughs> you know, and then he All will the do what evangelicals want him to do, which is a bigger vote bank. Okay. Okay. So nowhere for you to run. <laughs> Canada. Uh, Canada. Oh yeah. Canada is it. Yes. Uh, it. If I was Canada, I'd build a wall to keep all those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that flood of refugees and crossing uh, that no, border. No. That's, that's like that's they're not even see, sending the good Americans. Uh, <laughs> that's why we like Justin Trudeau. You know, he led the gay pride parade in Toronto. And you should see him. He's just a lovely What's man. What's the capital of Canada? You know? It's uh, Ottawa. Ottawa. Huh. That was my knee-jerk reaction. I didn't want to say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> like, Drake ruined everything about uh, Canada yeah, for yeah, me. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, it's not Toronto. <laughs> so let's speak on some um, important issues that are going on right now. Kanye how do you, how do you and Jay-Z <laughs> are beefing. <laughs> <laughs> let's get how through this. How do you feel about <laughs> Kanye and Jay-Z beefing? This pisses me off. That's the most. So how do, much. How do gay people feel about Kanye and Jay-Z beefing? It's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad. Everyone's world is crumbling around him. It sucks. 
Whose team are you on, Emron? I'm not on anybody. No, I'm on Team America. <laughs> we no, need them choose. back together as a unified front. <laughs> the Rock will fall. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that hearing that in the background that Jay-Z just did it for money because that's what Jay-Z's MO has been since the beginning. Uh, don't I they mean, all do it for money, though? Yeah, who does? Well, like, they say they do it for the love of the game. I uh, think... Uh, <laughs> I love <laughs> the game. No, I think Kanye... <laughs> I think Kanye genuinely loves Jay-Z, but Jay-Z's like, calm down a little bit. Yeah, Kanye, yeah. You're, you're crazy right now. And I think, you know, that part of that rant, did you hear the rant? I did. Where he's like, our kids don't even hang out together. That is some serious beef, though. Like, if, if we were working together and, like, you never let your kids play with my kids, I'd be like, there's something wrong here. Yeah. But I on the flip I, side, I mean, if you were Beyonce, would you want your kids to be playing with Kim Kardashian. No, I think the kids hanging out together is fine. I think Beyonce doesn't want to fuck with Kim Kardashian at all. That's true. But, but can you imagine, like, if Beyonce's kids walk into, like, Kanye's <laughs> yeah, house? Yeah, you never know what she might be wearing. Like, you know what true, I mean? Like, you never. No, like, you don't know what her family's <laughs> going to be doing. Yeah. You'd be, like, nuts. That's true, because they'd probably try to whore out her kid on the show. Absolutely. <laughs> on, the, on the Kardashian show. <laughs> And exactly. we're like, oh, look who's here. It's Blue Ivy. And they just start throwing petals on her for <laughs> yeah, no reason. Exactly. Yeah, You walk yeah. in the house and Tyga and Caitlyn are fighting. Uh, <laughs> you want that nonsense. Uh, I do like, not want Beyonce your Beyonce is correct for trying to keep that <laughs> away. And then Kim's like, hey, let's take this selfie together. Tops off. Like that. Pretty <laughs> 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 uh, Yeah, I don't think Beyonce wants to fuck with Kim at all. Do you think Kanye's <laughs> peaked? No. Me neither. Good. A <laughs> friendship was about to end. <laughs> But that is our trajectory, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> our dynamic, it's going to do a reach I'm just going to leave you for money. That's about it. We'll just Wait, who do you think you are in this? I'm Jay-Z in this. <laughs> you're, Kanye. You you're, you're Kanye. <laughs> I feel like you have the temperament to be Kanye. <laughs> I, I agree out. to disagree. <laughs> Can somebody give <clears throat> death to autotune? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> as long as my sneakers are doper than yours. <laughs> all right. So, wait. What were you saying? <laughs> Before we what went off on our saying? Kanye and Jay-Z. <laughs> <right? laughs> After that. <coughs> oh, wait. Did you have a question? <laughs> no, I forgot. I just no, really I was I was actually steering it towards Jay-Z and Kanye <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, I just really want to talk about that real quick. Oh, man. I don't <laughs> know. I've, I just feel bad for everybody in that situation. Well, are we still talking about yeah. Kanye? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about, like... I mean, Trump. I feel sorry for everybody who is also going to be under Emperor Trump, but... Yeah, we'll see. Well, I don't think he's going to become... You don't think he's going to win? I don't think he's going to win. It was okay. scary for a second, though, right? It, well, yeah. the, you know, the thing is, so... Uh, so <coughs> would you let him win if Bernie won the Senate? Because then they would go back and forth, and nobody would accomplish anything. I totally understand that, and I, which is why I think it shouldn't be split like that, and it should all be Democratic. What do you mean? Oh, like uh, big D or little D? I think I think I I would love like if um if the Democrats also control the Senate. Oh, okay. Oh. So which is not gonna happen. Uh, however, but then it would just be legal yeah. marijuana and gay marriage for all. But well, yeah. <laughs> so what's wrong with that? <laughs> the Democrats would have the presidency and the Supreme Court. Yes. Or liberals anyways, because, you know, who knows? Well, you, you, you heard John McCain say that they are going to block every single nominee that That's impossible, Hil though. Hillary Clinton forwards. It is. It, well, it is not impossible. I mean, you know, uh, uh, so as you see from 1993, I believe, when uh, Newt Gingrich came on, it's been all obstructionist policies. Yes. Like that's, it's become the norm to obstruct. 
because it's no longer, it's uh, you know, the norm isn't that you f work out a workable middle. The norm is it's my way or the highway. That's so short-sighted so because it eventually is. there's going to be a Republican president, if there's going to be a Republican party after this anyways, yeah. but <coughs> you're going to have to like have the other side not want to obstruct your decisions later Why is everything in extremes? Everything's is. always on teams. Why well, because you we live in a society that thinks in very binary ways. It's like one or the other. Mm -hmm. it's, dumb. it's like Team Kanye or Team J, Emran. But it I'm on Team Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like that. I think it's it's what you know. It comes down to when uh, when career politicians want to win at any cost. Right. You know, which is why I don't like someone like Donald Trump because he thinks in those ways. He literally is very much like he'll do whatever he needs to do. He'll say whatever the fuck he needs to say to win. Right. Don't you Rather think than a little like that? Huh? Don't you think Hillary's a little like that? No, he, he, you you heard Hillary on national television talk about abortion. Which politician last time uh, did oh, you hear enough, who said, this is what I stand for and that's it, knowing fully well right. that abortion is not a popular, you know, uh, it, abortion ranks really high amongst women when it comes to vote. But majority of the population doesn't, is not in favor of abortion. And for a woman politician who is as disliked as Hillary is, to stand in front of national television saying unambiguously, this is what I stand for on abortion, it's massive. Ask Donald Trump that question. I Ask like abortion. Him that I, question. Own, I like, own multiple nobody. properties. <laughs> you know? I own properties on abortion sometimes. <laughs> That's great. I have the best titles. abortions. Yeah. I've had many abortions. They've been the best abortions. The whole thing about abortion is that you know people tap dance around it because people are afraid of losing votes this way or that way. And Hillary was very unambiguous about that. Yes, but like she's changed her positions on a lot of things. She's a, a flip flopper. Well, you could you could say that about many things. Yes. And I'm saying right. that about her. <laughs> <laughs> but but the thing is, honestly, not, not to like disparage her one way or another. I'm pro Hillary, but to your point, where you know Donald Trump will say whatever he needs to win. I think that's true of every politician, but it's a little bit more strategic. You know who hasn't done that? Yeah. Gary Johnson. <laughs> 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 yeah, you should see some of the other stuff that Gary I Johnson don't know. has said. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen uh, it. Like, that <laughs> makes me sad about the third party. Uh, choices because a part of me wants there to be a viable third option right. just just to have it and then this Gary Johnson character came out and there was a lot of momentum behind yeah. him mm -hmm. I was like oh, okay that's interesting but then when you see him he's like this dude's not presidential no, at all not like, at all of all the libertarians this is the <laughs> best dude you have not the guy right behind him you couldn't choose that guy the normal guy who this knew guy. questions you're, you're picking a guy who wears yellow ties and yeah. blue jeans to a press conference for the and, presidency and, and has a Aleppo moment yeah, yeah I, know. I mean like oh. one of his qualities is like I climb Mount Everest it's like what the fuck does that have to do with yeah, the presidency right? yeah. like, that's good for you but it's what like good you have good conditioning to run <laughs> exactly exactly I have no idea but yeah. He loves weed a little too much. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I just feel like, like that's I'm the only <laughs> platform he's running yeah, on, and like there's nothing else. Legalize it, but I don't think the president should be doing it. Like you know. But on the flip side, he's the governor of New Mexico, right? Former. Or former governor of New Mexico, which leads me to believe, like, what the fuck is going on in New Mexico? That they would <laughs> elect some dude who's just like that and just be perfectly fine with it. Well, but also, New you Mexico you has, like, a population of, like... What? Yeah, you have to Small. also ask yourself, like, when was the last time you heard about New Mexico? Like, what's going on in New Mexico? Like, does anyone know? Are, are there any new things that are happening there? Are there, like, 
you know, is 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 it like a booming economy? Is it like, oh, my God, like the urban centers are known for science or like is what's happening in New Mexico? It's it's one of those like I'll stay under the radar. No one will look at me. They have I'll become the second largest leading brand of salsa. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this podcast becomes popular and then we're going to get on the Huffington Post. Gay people hate New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that's all we got. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming in, Vinny. Thank Where can people so find you on me. Twitter if they want to ask you questions? Absolutely. What, so what's your it is Where can New Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> Where can New Mexico tweet at you? <laughs> tweet at you. <laughs> I'll have to New look Mexico. up, but I think it's V underscore Topper. It's V underscore T H A P A R. Okay. Awesome. You can find me at Emron the G, and you can find me at David Nguyen. All right, that's our show. Thank you very much, everybody. Peace. Thank you.